0: dogs. Look at us now tip to tip. This is our life. This is our passion. That's the spirit we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat. Oh, yeah, it's your favorite. Beautiful disaster flying down the street again. It's Morning Combat Friday, October 27th, 2023. They, they put awards on our shelf a lot, right? Because we're the best damn combat sports show period you saw luke thomas right there air guitaring to 1997's sound system album by 311 they're just a classic in the crossover psychedelic rap rock connection but i'm brian campbell you can follow us at the handles below and luke thomas uh we've got a show for them today a lot of weird stuff today we're gonna play uh our own version of fuck it friday right
1: yeah, we're just not going to eat, like, fried bologna covered in AIDS or whatever he eats. I don't know. <clears throat> we're going to play a game called Stupid Jeopardy today, and it's exactly what yeah. you think. It's like Jeopardy, just stupid. Um, it's,
0: yeah, it's a, it's a beta a beta launch, Luke, which would be apropos for at least one of us and uh, Mikey Mormile of CBS <laughs> Sports behind the scenes. It's going to be a nice little soft launch of fun trivia to see where we go with this in the future. OK, Bet is back with a special focus on all things Fury. Versus Ingunu. We'll have the latest news, including an update from John Jones about his future. But well, Luke, uh, you know this is the part of the show on Fridays where it gets a little artsy. The long, extended intro. We talk about our weekend. We, you know, put on the old Delta Eight hat here. Uh, one love all the way around. You fired up for today or what?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm fired up for today's show. I mean, my wife's out of town, and so. Uh, it's Halloween time, so there's Halloween activities I have to take my daughter to today and tomorrow and Sunday and Monday, and then there's Halloween itself. So all of a sudden Halloween has turned into Hanukkah. I don't know when that happened, but it's many days of celebrations here in your nation's capital. So
0: Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. They're dad of the year indeed. We're a big fan of of Tukey Thomas. Some would some would have said, Luke, if it wasn't for Tukey Thomas, they would fully hate you rather than just like day to day partially in and out hate you
1: bc i know this might come as news to you but there's a lot of people who like me just fine i know that's strange and then and, and bizarre sounding but You tend to amplify people who have a certain kind of opinion for reasons I don't fully understand, except I think you kind of sock puppet their ideas. But I do want you to know I get plenty of words of encouragement. So for those folks who are kind enough to take time out of their day to do that, thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Are you saying I'm the silent dick within inside the sock puppet of our fan base?
1: I think you've got some kind of weird latent issue with me, which you like to express by amplifying any critical voice around me as like a means
0: of, of doing that. I have been willing since the beginning to let doc cameras into my therapy sessions and have you and I do couples therapy, Luke. Okay, in uh, in Farmington, Connecticut, where I go. But that you see, been plenty shot of down. people have
1: negative things to say about you. I just don't bring it up on air. Have you, have you ever noticed that?
0: Well, you, you tend that? to you tend to disparage me well enough <laughs> on your own as we yes. go through the show. So, also fair, also yes, fair. Yes, yes. I've just mounted an army, but you're right, Luke. A hundred something plus. YouTube subscribers can't be wrong, guys. Luke Thomas is a very successful combat sports analyst. I
1: don't know about all that. BC, they called me this morning from the tow truck place, and the tow truck that's getting my car from the place it got towed to after the police recovered it, and he called me. He's like, hey, are you going to be able to help me to uh, get your car off the lot? And I'm like, "Uh, guy, they stole my fucking car. How am I going to help you get it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and he was like, "But I don't know how to get it out of the lot." I'm like, "That sounds a lot like a you problem and a lot wow. less like a me." problem. I didn't if say that to him, but I'm that like, "What him? the fuck
0: you want me to do?" If you said that to him, he would have full on right to defecate in your trunk, in my opinion. <laughs> uh,
1: the insurance company. The insurance company told me that their best guess was after the appraiser went and looked at it yesterday, they're like, "Well, he threw the baby seat out. We're gonna get that paid for."
0: Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: slept in the back seat. They go, they go, this is exactly how they said it. He could they go. It's going to need a detailing inside. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't yes, know what we happened. We have found
0: uh, plenty of fluids in the back seat. You may want to uh, just rip the fabric right out of there. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Luke, this is great. Uh, did you tell him, got my toe spacers to the tow truck driver at all, <laughs> Luke, or what? No, I
1: did not mention that I had toe spacers, but uh, and I don't have any on. But look, if you need some, I got some right here. There it there is, these, and baby. also
0: some Ali Brihe's over your shoulder there if you've watched Coco. All right, great show coming at you. I mentioned Mikey Mormile. Man, We what would, where would we be without that guy, Luke, right? Less in, high, the in the yeah, shitter, In the shitter. in the shitter, in the shitter. I wanted to talk to you guys, though, about a growing... Uh, I wouldn't say it's a problem. It could be a good problem to have. It's called MorningCombat.store, and we want to give you a little bit of chunk of change off your order today for this program only. We want you to use the promo code LIVE10, one L-I-V-E zero if you are interested in 10% off this fantastic merch collection, which includes, by the way, the average Joe Art 1 and 2.0 crossovers and everything else we got on site. 10% off right now. Hey, take the plunge. Look, do you know how masculine this shirt is and feels? I mean, it's great, right?
1: It is great. It is great. I didn't have any of mine on today, but like I said before, about 90% of my wardrobe at this point, except for pants, is just MK yeah. gear. Jackets, hoodies, shirts, you name it.
0: You and Wool, two, you know, two peas in a pod. <laughs> That's right? right. Cannibal Corpse. This is the song about peeing in your own bed in blood. No. That's right, right? Yeah, all right. Okay, I, I come
1: great. blood. That's the name of the song. It's great.
0: Well, that's a perfect transition to this. Luke, I want you to know that this episode of Morning Combat is presented to our viewers by the fine folks at FanDuel Sportsbook. Hey, FanDuel Sportsbook, make every moment more. Luke, before we transition to OK Bet presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, I did want to remind the people that tomorrow afternoon, Saturday, late afternoon on the East Coast, what are we thinking? Maybe 5 p.m. Eastern Time, BCLT MK live, Fury versus Nganu fight companion by request. Luke, this is what they wanted. They will get what they wanted.
1: Yeah, they're going to get some. Again, we're, the time it might be a little bit flexible. Sometime around five, maybe five explicitly, but sometime around then, BC and I will go live. I mean, BC, we are, you know, as as news articles pour out about Saudi Arabia's crimes against p- women, well, less so driving, but trying to live as equals and, you know, people with 10 Twitter followers having to get 34-year jail sentences for criticizing the government. I will say we are complicit in this. Here we are talking about this card and uh, buying the pay-per-view and then making CBS reimburse us. We are contributors in this this moral dilemma. We are.
0: Yes, yes, it is. Look, it's a weird weekend of combat sports being that we've got – Invicta tonight, Ken Shamrock's BK Valor. Valor BK is back tonight on their own website. Mm. You're also going to get some little handfuls of boxing. Uh, Amanda Serrano will be back to- 12-round, three-minute fight. Exactly. Tonight on DAZN will defend her featherweight titles as part of the Jake Paul MVP prospect series. And then, of course, there's some scattered. I think Oshaki Foster defending his title on DAZN on Saturday. ESPN's got a title fight. But obviously, this weekend has just kind of become about what's going on. The ESPN Plus pay-per-view lane, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and all things Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury. Or maybe it's the other way around if Tyson's the A-side. So that's what we are going to focus in on In today's segment, and in fact, this okay Bet segment that we're about to throw to, oh boy, am I proud to say it's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. A reminder, hey, make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right here, right now, it's an abbreviated version of your favorite Friday segment where one day to close 2023, either me or LT will have to sit through a concert that they just freaking hate. And, you know, the hijinks that'll come out of that and the life scarring. Will be fantastic. This one's called. Okay, bet. I All right, LT. More,
1: I think it's more. It's not okay, bet. It's like okay, bet, like that.
0: Okay, bet.
1: Yeah. That, yeah.
0: Bitch. Uh, Luke. Last week. Here's your update. We mentioned it on Monday, but let's see it in full bloom. After your boy BC took over the lead for the first time in 2023. I proceeded to bet with my heart and my vibes, and I had the golden <laughs> sombrero 0-5 as I urinal caked myself last weekend. You went 2-4, and four, which is not great, Terri- but enough. Also terrible. Enough to switch it back in your favor. Your updated standings as of right now, Luke Thomas 73-76-4, BC 74 79 And one. So, Luke, even though you have one less win, you have three fewer defeats, three more ties than I do. So, you will get the advantage once again as the leader of this segment. But instead of going five picks head to head with fights that you'll probably not watch, why don't we do a fun little breakdown here on Fury versus Nganu? Three categories. We're going to pick who wins, we're going to pick the method of victory, and then we are each going to pick. A round prop of where one fighter could potentially score a finish. Whoever wins out of that, that will add to our standings and we will keep this train moving. But, Luke, before we get into these picks, we did have the Fury and Ganu press conference yesterday. (laughs) For better (laughs) or for worse, uh, can I I just say
1: something? Can I just say something about this, BC? In the month of October, I have seen more of john fury's naked body than i had any yes. desire ever you know what i'm saying that's the weird just thing. This, is, this month
0: here's what's so weird so john fury obviously is the overbearing father of tyson but is like this old school i'm a fighting man where i come from a bare knuckle lineage and i will fight anybody at any time under any circumstances but luke for like the last five years He's been slowly trying to lure Mike Tyson into a fight. And I think in John Fury's eyes, since he's banned from traveling to the U.S. or many other places because he took a guy's eye out in a bar once and apparently Saudi Arabia doesn't have those rules. um, I think this is, you know, he hasn't been able to go to a lot of Tyson's fights. I think for him this week is only about trying to lure Mike Tyson into a bare knuckle shirtless fight. True or false?
1: I think that... Well, yeah. I mean, explicitly, right? I mean, he was kind yeah. of taunting him, as you indicated yesterday, which was somewhat surprising. Uh, or maybe, I guess, maybe not. I guess, maybe not. But what's
0: weird about all this, and what's weird, and originally, in my opinion, about Fury, I'm sorry, Tyson, Mike Tyson training in Ganu, even though that was Francis and idol growing up, and even though there's connections with Riyadh Sizen where this financially made sense, let's not forget that Tyson Fury, the six foot nine ish heavyweight champion, was born weighing only one pound, extremely premature, told by doctors in 1988 upon arrival that he would not live through his first year. And John Fury stood up to the doctor and said, not only will my son live, he will go on to win the heavyweight championship of the world in boxing. And because of that, I will name him after the current champion, Mike Tyson. So that's always been weird to me that like, Tyson Fury is now going after a fighter who's being trained by his namesake, while his dad, who named him after Tyson Fury, has used, largely been spending the build to this fight trying to actually fight Mike Tyson. It doesn't make any sense, Luke.
1: Yeah, it makes absolutely zero sense at all. And I don't know, I'll just say this. Tyson Fury put out a video, or there was an interview he did, maybe with Sky, maybe with TNT, I don't remember who, where he was complaining that the British government like doesn't give him a special line when he comes home. Through like the airport, <laughs> and how nice the Saudis are to him. Not even and, like a he thank was like, "Shouts card, to MBS." It was the guy who had Jamal Khashoggi fucking hacked up with a fucking bone saw. You yes. know, he's just like, dude. They might have beheadings at the beginning of this. It's just entertainment for Tyson Fury. Like he's all in. <laughs> the
0: whole the undercard of- is honor killing. Luke, is that where yeah. you are going with <laughs> this? I don't think that's a good direction. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's take that back right now. Um, yeah, there you go. Hold on, hold on. So what I'm
1: saying is to wrap it all up. John Fury might want a Saudi check, too, it looks like. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Might want a Saudi check.
0: Well, hey, there's a lot of Saudi money to go around. That was such a good
1: joke. Dude, that's one of your better jokes ever. That that got me. That got me. That was good. Uh,
0: I I wanted to properly mention, Luke, that all of our bonus content at YouTube.com slash Morning Combat, which does, by the way, have an interview with Ken Shamrock ahead of tonight's card. It's got Ryan Garcia, Oscar De La Hoya. But, Luke... The interview you did with uh, journalist Kareem Zidane of many outlets, uh, I thought was really important, the whole idea that, like, don't look now, but Saudi and Abu Dhabi in general are really looking to be the next Las Vegas, and they could actually own that title, like, soon. So that's a fun chat to sit in on.
1: Yeah, it was surprising. And it's not just the Saudis. Um, The Qatari government is using their sovereign wealth fund, as I mentioned, dude. They just bought a $5 billion dollar... Um, component of Monumental Sports, which owns the Caps, which owns the Wizards, and owns the Mystics, in addition to other sports properties. Like, they're getting into it. And we just saw... Dude, I mean, just think about it. We just came off a huge UFC event in Abu Dhabi, so the United Arab Emirates. And now the next weekend, the next biggest event in combat sports is back in the same region, the Arabian Peninsula. And it's not just about sports washing, but if we're just being honest, the Arabian Peninsula is going to take on, and already has, an outsized... Uh, uh, importance in the sport about where the biggest fights are going and what what this all could mean about in terms of becoming an attraction, becoming a place, and um, you know where is the center of the fight capital I, do, for MMA fans who don't remember this. When, if you were watching MMA circa 2004 or five when the Ultimate Fighter came out, the center of the MMA universe was Tokyo. It was not in the United States. So I have lived through an era when the United States did not have the dominant market in the space. We just kind of take it for granted because it's been that way for a while. And listen, the UFC, we understand, has certain controls over the industries that's going to make any competition difficult. But, uh, dude, the Arabian Peninsula, whether you like it, whether you hate it, whatever side you come down on, it's going to have a major, major influence in combat sports and sports more generally heading forward.
0: Yeah, so get your passports updated if you are the kind of person yeah, that right. buys nine hundred dollars tickets. Once they get launched, you'll find out. Uh, let's see some of this hijinks. Let's go to the press conference face-off here, Luke. It is going to be a fight Saturday between Fury and Ganu. Ten rounds. It appears to be a boxing exhibition, although no one will comment publicly. I saw Mike Coppinger of ESPN sort of report that it is an exhibition. Luke, what we can tell from this face-off is Fury's definitely not six foot nine.
1: No, so I've stood next to Francis. Francis is about six foot five. He's definitely a little bit taller than me. Um, But Fury doesn't look to be like a real six nine or six eight. Maybe he's like six seven or something. Yeah, maybe. You know what? Maybe.
0: He's still taller than Nganu, younger, faster, more skilled. Maybe the only difference here is the power and obviously also the self belief of Nganu. So. There's your face off. But Luke, big John Fury tried to steal the show, which means the shirt's coming off pretty quick. He also tried to block the camera entirely during portions of this face off. Can we watch this gold piece of video here, please?
1: Dude, all he needed was a golden palace, you know, ad on his back. Look at look at the handlebars on this sixty year old man.
0: Dude, he's willing to fight right now. Do you think he's on the gear?
1: Who? big john big
0: john big john yeah
1: Nah, probably not i mean who knows by the way did you see the uh the wyatt Earp handlebar mustache he grew for this event yes. as well
0: i mean he's a real man let's be very honest here he's a real man luke he lives by a different set of life rules he, his whole diet's probably just hot dogs and hummers and i'm not against that but uh yeah there's your intense face off uh i guess intense meaning not i gotta tell you dude all.
1: can i just tell you we're gonna cover this fight we're gonna have fun with it i mean it's it's a relevant fight in the sense that nothing about the fight is relevant, but the, the names are big, and the consequences, if, they're, you know, if things go awry, are significant, so like there's a reason to pay attention. Uh, but dude, I gotta tell you, man, like, these guys are having too much fun knowing how much money they're making and how little is on the line. Like, they're way too chummy for me. I don't need them to be you know, constantly adversarial. But, dude, because there's nothing on the line, there's just no real edge to any of this shit, right? Or am I missing I something? I
0: fully, fully agree with you, Luke. And this is a high-priced pay-per-view, even though the I'm sure the guarantees and the site fees for having this fight in Saudi Arabia are just through the roof. It's why Fury would do it two months before an Usyk uh, you know, historic fight. It's why Nganu would... Go out of his way to throw himself at it. Whether you want to play up, this is all about money for him. Or whether it is about other things like honor and the dream of becoming heavyweight champion. Even though, I'm sorry, Francis, the heavyweight championship is not on the line in this exhibition. Uh, we mentioned Mike Tyson's part of it. There was a little attempt at a verbal dust-up during the press conference. Let's watch and react to this piece of business.
2: This is when fight going roll. down in two days. All talk what, that talk is useless We shall see. Who are you, by the way? We shall see. Who are you? Tell him who you are. Who's this man? Hey, you know who the fuck Who I is am. he? I'm the black hole. You know who I am. Me, At I the end of the day, we're not here trying to talk. <laughs> two days in the world to see. Uh, two days Mr. the world to see. Mr. Long, I'm a cupboard. I'm sick uh, of this from? From? guy. Yeah. Francis, yeah. Francis, yeah. Francis, yeah. Francis! Francis! Yeah. Francis! 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 Francis!
1: He's <laughs> the best in the world. And they was here to call me a liar. I mean, here are supposed to be the hardest man in the world. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Two six cylinders.
2: Raise your rock. And the new heavyweight champ hey. of the world, Francis Nugano. <laughs>
0: <guy, no. laughs> wow. Dude, he can't even say... <laughs> I mean people boxing is struggling with this. Have you heard Chris Mannix's constant pron- pronunciation of like "ninganu"? like people are all over the place. Francis Ngannou. Fairness just, I didn't
1: like, get it right for a while either so I let he hears without sin cast the did first one. Neither did
0: Mike tone. Yeah, neither did Mike Goldberg. Let's be honest about that. But uh Luke I will say this um damn that is a hell's angels mustache that john grew seemingly in about right. four days because didn't we just see him with the in the dylan danis build recently yeah, um
1: yeah that's the kind of mustache where you're about to warn someone about their diabetes yes you know yes yeah, so,
0: or or you're about to piss in the sink outside of their podcast studio luke either or but here's the deal ultimately um i love john fury's hijinks i mean i really do it's stupid this is stupid that debate right there was stupid that was dewey cooper by the way the uh Former pro kickboxer and boxer who's now uh, the striking coach of Francis Ngannou. And uh, I think he's part of that team combat league, Luke, as the president, but a little back and forth there. Where do you think John Fury ranks right now in combat sports? Well, we have a lot of crazy trainers, dads who are trainers, family hanger ons. Um, I would have always put Angel Garcia, the trainer yeah, and father Angel of Angel Garcia has been Swift, number one Garcia. for a while, yeah. Until, though, true or false, until he said the N word that time at the presser, and now they don't let him talk at all. Ever. Yeah,
1: that that you know, I'm telling you that that word will get you into trouble it turns well, yeah, out. It's, it seems it <laughs> There's seems, a lot of yeah, fo- yeah. there's a lot of folks of European ancestry who have some difficulty understanding that, but it's the way of the world, uh probably for a good thing. Do uh, you
0: think anyone else right now is on John Fury's level in combat sports of like
1: No. So the, uh, the other like no me. No, 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 because the other noteworthy dad that's kind of in the role in the spotlight right now is Devin Haney's dad, but he's yes. And he'll talk a little shit but he's you know he's a normal or, dude or basically. teo's dad
0: teo huh? Fimo teo Fimo lopez's father
1: okay but teo he's so inactive and whatever it's yes so his dad is up there too but you know angel garcia was like a consistent like you'd see him three times four times a year it doesn't feel like you see teo's dad unless he's active which is not all that often so sure, sure. uh devin haney's that one, but dude angel garcia I, and you know what I saw Angel Garcia. You were there with me when everyone thought he was going to get pasted by Lucas Matisse, and oh, then yeah. and Garcia won, and and then Angel went to like every boxing media member and told them to eat shit. I remember that.
0: Well, more importantly than that, I don't know if you remember. Two days before the fight, at like the public workout in the MGM Grand lobby, he went off on Marcos Viegas, uh, Viegas of uh, of uh, Fight Hub TV and did no. this whole rant that went viral about how nobody's given Danny a chance and and Matisse's not the real Valentino Argentino, you know, we're the real deal and all that. And he, you could see the pressure was mounting. And I remember thinking, like, is this fight too big for the Garcias? But, dude, here's where you got to give a lot of credit. Danny Garcia's tough as nails and he can box. Dude, he boxed circles around Matisse, even, even though Matisse knocked his mouthpiece out of his mouth and out of the ring late in that fight.
1: Yeah, for folks who don't remember, Matisse was this dude from Argentina who had just, I mean, a dominant puncher. A dominant puncher. And he was on a roll heading into that fight, and dude, Garcia fucking schooled him a little bit. I was like, holy shit, man. So Angel Garcia let everybody have it after that.
0: All right, Mm -hmm. we have one more piece of video here uh, about surrounding Nganu and Mike Tyson and the manifestation of this fight, and then we'll get into our picks shortly after.
2: Oh, man. Where would I start?
0: You'll be the death. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think that's the end. Dream on, I'm mate. I'm finishing dream on. his ass. <laughs> dream on, end. Dream on. I think
1: Whatever um, pills <laughs> 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 this is a manifestation. Them,
2: you? <laughs> you know, this is a dream come true. And I remember four years ago, the first time that I met Mike Tyson right here, my, my only request was like, whenever I fight Tyson Fury, will you be in my corner? And uh, people thought I was losing it. I was crazy. It would never happen. That was many years ago too. Yes, that was four years ago, July 2019. Here we are. That fight is happening, and then um, so I'm very excited. Manifestation.
0: Manifestation. Manifestation. (laughs) I love you, Mike. Seriously, but wow. (laughs) I wish I
1: I wish we had a soundboard uh that we can yes. play they used to call it the what did they call it the uh, we had i had a, i had one of these giant devices when i was in sirius xm they call it the 360 instant replay and you can just program all the ones in there oh my god dude, I, would love I have to my have that podcast
0: soundboard right in front of me luke that i used to do on on my uh, cbs sports podcast you oh. can charge it but uh somebody asked me for a cameo the other day and they wanted me to regale them with all the famous sound drops from my old boxing podcast so I broke it out and played them live but yeah um, th- nobody has sound drops like Mike Tyson if you don't like that turn off your station or who can forget <laughs> Luke such classics as I only do interviews with women's if I fornicate with them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like okay, okay, Mike. I me think too, we're gonna Mike. have we're gonna call it a day here. Thanks.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, Luke. It is time to get into okay bet. We're only gonna do three picks today surrounding this fight. You are the defending champion after last week's bagel that I turned in Aldana style. Uh, are you going first or second, Luke?
1: Um, I guess I have champion's advantage since you just you know absolutely in your I, think old, I just said that I made yeah, it just in your bed. comma right? Yeah. Just shit the bed. I guess, right, so, I guess I'll okay. go first. I guess I'll go. Okay,
0: Luke Thomas. This might seem like you're—it's automatic, but first is the main event. Seriously, who wins this? But before you answer, ten rounds. We think it's an exhibition. We don't know if there's judges involved. Like this, really is the stupidest fight ever. Really you can is. have
1: judges in an exhibition. It just doesn't their their result doesn't mean anything. Right? Yeah. So, if you let's say, for example, let's say Tyson Fury goes in there and then knocks Francis down every round and wins by like some wide score margin, whatever number they come to, like they can do that as an exercise, but none of it matters. None of it is recorded. None of it is in any way. There's no official result. It's just the yeah. weirdest shit.
0: If it's not malt liquor, it's not a 40, it's just more Budweiser. We've been here before, Luke. Okay.
1: Malt liquor and Budweiser are legitimately different things. I don't know how I did. they put sugar in it so they can add more alcohol. I don't know why this is. Okay. Anyway, uh, dude, Tyson Fury oh, yeah, is gonna yeah, win. How the fuck lot, is like this what even you a conversation? Said about
0: Uber drivers, Luke. They can be good people. Like we don't have. It to wasn't about Uber drivers.
1: It was about Uber delivery guys. And once again, your misrepresentation precedes you. It was about whether or not a professional athlete uh, should be engaged in stuff like that. Anyway, the point being is, dude, it's Tyson Fury. I mean, how are we getting anything else out of this, right? Like. Okay. Who is who is the fucking guy who's like not on Angano's team, not on the payroll? Who's like, dude, Francis has got this. Again, we all know the fucking score here. He's got one of these. You never know, but short of that, there's it's just no Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury, Tyson yes. Fury.
0: Come I'm on. I'm gonna echo you on my main event pick. I will not be picking the upset for purposes of this show or continuing my streak, Luke, of picking the big upset from Charlo through Volkanovski through me coming up last in this segment so what are the I'm what are the go-
1: vibes telling you today brian campbell
0: <laughs> i'm gonna go tyson fury right here did you see that deontay wilder picked in by knockout your thoughts D- w- wait where where did he do that deontay wilder did it. i just saw it on a video this morning on social media i just oh saw my it. god
1: i mean he's probably just doing a bit so whatever like i said here's what i'll say i mean tyson fury in all likelihood is going to win right I would love it if Francis won just because it would, dude, it would cause the levels of debate on boxing and MMA Twitter. Because again, think about, I'll just say this in the super unlikely event that he wins, no MMA fighter has ever really kind of shut a boxer's mouth. I know Connor's like, oh, those first three rounds against Mayweather, you know, when Mayweather was just like, you know, letting him burn himself out. That doesn't count. I'm talking about putting it on a guy, like like legitimately. James, no James this Tony. guy housed the other guy.
0: No, no. If James Francis Tony did that, Randy. huh? No, James Tony versus Randy Couture in boxing, in
1: boxing, True. like True. like like you know, giving him all of the advantages, dude. It would cause a fucking meltdown on boxing Twitter. I mean, the amount and and because it would complicate the Usyk fight. Like there'd be any number of problems with it. Just to see that, I hope Francis wins.
0: <laughs> I hope Francis wins only for himself, but not for how it would screw up the Usyk fight. Let me give you the updated odds from our friends at FanDuel. By the way, FanDuel has Amanda Serrano, who will defend her featherweight titles tonight in Orlando against uh, Danila Ramos as a bigger betting favorite than Tyson Fury is. Serrano is minus 3,000 on FanDuel to win <laughs> Tyson Fury, as of right now, is minus 2,000 and plus 1,080, 1080, is in Ghana. So we're both going to take Fury. Luke, let's go to method of victory. I want to know we know that we're both picking Fury. So is this by knockout? Is this by decision? DQ? Which way are you going here?
1: I have not seen what the odds are on decision.
0: And obviously, right now. Okay. I, can, very good. I am on FanBook, FanDuel Sportsbook's website. I'm under props for this fight. Okay. And I can tell you, Luke, that for method of victory, uh, Fury winning by decision is plus 490. Francis winning by decision is plus 5,000. <laughs> and if you're just talking about, uh, let me see, will the fight go the distance? Here we go. Yes, plus 470. No, minus 750.
1: All right, so the likelihood of it going the distance on a 10-round bout, even though that's just 2 less than 12, I think is exponentially higher. In other words, like even if you if you added two more rounds to it, it would make it more unlikely, but again, it would make it insanely more unlikely. I think the fact that, you know, part of what they're doing here is putting on a show. That's true in fighting more generally, but it's obviously amplified in contests like this. You might say, well, look in real fights, Fury has put put out. Didn't he put out Chisora or Dillian White in like six rounds in the last fight, whatever it was? Yeah. So, so you might be like, well, if he can put those guys out that quick, how can Francis last? Well, he can't. I, I don't think if if Tyson's actually boxing him like he was boxing Dillian White with like genuine intent and seriousness and like throwing with all of that kind of purposefulness. Uh, I don't think I don't think that Francis could last. But the question is whether or not Tyson's going to do that, especially if he feels like. Francis is slow, they want to put on a show, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. So, I don't think a decision is is that crazy in Fury's favor. I want to be clear about that. But forced to make a pick about it, forced to like really choose, I'm going to pick obviously Fury winning. I'm going to pick TKO and I'm going to pick round 7. Mark but we're me not down. At the-
0: we're not, oh, shit, we're not at the round yet. Of Sorry, I apologize.
1: I apologize. Sorry yeah, about that.
0: Well, then let me ask you this permission, because for Sorry purposes of the show and the betting odds, it's plus four ninety for Fury to take a decision. Luke, I think I'm going to go decision, but will I still be around allowed to pick a round prop in the third category?
1: If you want, if you want, but you would have to be
0: like right on the money, obviously. Obviously. All right. So here's what I'm going to pick, Luke. Uh, let's let's spice this up a little bit. I'm going to pick a decision here. This fight is weird enough, and it remember. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. So that you can talk yourself into, well, if it doesn't matter, Fury could go in there and fuck around and whatever happens, happens. And Luke, in the interviews this week, Fury has said that as it pertains to Usyk, we we heard that soundbite from the Shaq Majori interview that he basically said, whatever happens in this fight happens and that's what it is. But Luke, I also think we have to be smart here. The Usyk fight is two months away. I'm not sure Fury has the same leverage to delay that fight that he would normally when in this fight is like provided by the Saudi government, they're putting the money down. They have set the date. We found out Luke that this fight was only announced, meaning the Usyk Fury fight before this fight against Nganu took place because the Saudi government and the contract controlled the rights to announce it on their terms and their own situation. Bob Aaron was against it. I just think that all adds up to this. I know. Ngannou has a chance to gas himself out, which would lead to the idea of a knockout being a better pick for sure. I know he'll be fighting. If it goes the distance 30 minutes of action, as opposed to 25 minutes in a five round MMA fight. But we've seen this ridiculously confident, self-believing man go through hell before in many aspects of his life. I'm not making the argument here that Nganu wins. I'm just making the argument that he survives 10 rounds. Dude, he took a beating, From Stipe in that first fight over the last four rounds and just gutted that out like it was like this is where I got myself. I made my bed, I gotta sleep in it, and we'll see what happens if I can get to a rematch. We got to the rematch, he won the championship, but you know, everybody's talking this week in interviews, Dewey Cooper, especially about Francis being told, don't fight Gone in three weeks. You have a torn MCL and PCL, and we already know what that guy did and went out there and won the fight under any means necessary. All I'm arguing for him is to go the distance. I think this is possible because this fight could be weird enough where Fury tries to be a showman, but let's say he can't knock Nganu out. And let's say Nganu stays dangerous with at least a threat of something big coming back. Could that lead to Fury holding to try to lean on him and tire him out, right? Yeah, it could lead to a lot of stupid mayhem. And because the fight doesn't count, it also could lead to Fury going, you know what? Why am I going to push and go out of my way to force a knockout when I could just create opportunities to get knocked out? This fight doesn't count. Let's all take the money and laugh at the way home. I think it's possible here for you betters. 490 on this one going the distance. I'm going to pick it to go the distance. Still Tyson Fury winning. Luke, our third category is round prop. You are picking Fury via round seven. So if the stoppage goes right there, you'll get the point. I'm going to go with round nine. Ooh. for mine Ooh. if it is going to be a stoppage i think in the 10th round they would let inganu finish on his own record if he could but in the ninth round if he's exhausted and he's kind of you know barely holding it together could he be stopped on his feet it's possible here dude i'm going to go ninth round right there so we'll see luke how this bonus all-star weekend of okay bet actually affects the scoreboard do you think i'll be in the lead come uh is that even possible? Yeah, it is
1: possible. Uh, it's, I don't even know mathematically if it's possible. I've not I got like, to look at the numbers again. But what I would say is this shit is so – like this weekend is so bananas that like – Yeah. I mean, it's weird, right? Because these weekends when they announce them, they're like this is the most predictable shit on earth. And then you get here and you're like, well, of course, I still pick Fury. I mean, I don't think that's really in much in much doubt. But like the way in which it could go for Fury – that part does seem hard to figure out because if is he going to play possum, is he not blah, blah, blah. You know, it's a little
0: weird. It's going to be weird. There's no question about it. Final question to you on this Luke Thomas true or false on my conspiracy theory. Like this is your call me crazy bonus segment. Is this fight essentially Saturday night going uncontested? What I mean is there's smaller boxing cards on the zone and ESPN plus on Saturday night, but they're, they're small. They're, they're niche hardcore cards. Is this the perfect storm for Fury and Ganu? because Disney told Dana, stand down, don't rush out a fight night apex card, don't even rush out power slap on pay-per-view. Like, stay the fuck away, let's let this guy have his moment right now. Or is this completely unrelated and they picked the only hole on the calendar during this stretch?
1: I don't think it's quite as easy for the UFC. This is not the same way in which they put, uh, initially it was supposed to be Vanderley Silva versus uh, Brandon Vera was going to be one of the fill-in cards that ended up being Anderson Silva versus James Irvin, folks remember. The UFC had a little bit of flexibility. I mean, they had a lot of flexibility now, but they had a little bit more flexibility to kind of just come up with stuff on the fly to uh, make it difficult for other MMA promoters. But the thing about it is, here at BC, this is not Spence Crawford. And I mean, I realize that you know, everyone understands what that might mean, but let me be specific about what that means. Spence and Crawford are just two boxing names. Francis is an MMA name, and it's airing on ESPN. They're going to want to take advantage of the MMA fans' hours and times. They're going to probably not wanting anything else <clears throat> to get in the way of that, at least on their own network, if they can help it. So, um, you know, they picked a good weekend, and I bet that ESPN is like, you doing this doesn't grow our pie. It actually makes it less do us a solid and just let people do what they're going to do with it. And so worked out the way it worked out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pie. Good call. Like they said in uh revenge of the nerds, Luke hair pie. Right.
1: You love that line. The hair. It's pie. It's great. Line.
0: It's great. It would define my youth. Uh, I want people to know, by the way, once again, that this okay bet segment has been brought to you by the fine people at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook. All right. General topic time, Luke. This is like when, You know, you're transitioned out of isolation and put into Gen Pop, which um, Anthony Joshua paid for the former, not the latter. Uh, Let's go to Gen Pop topic number one. John Jones speaks just days after we find out an injury suffered in practice, a torn pectoral muscle, the tendon off the bone. John Jones will not be fighting Stipe Miocic in a few weeks at UFC 295. Here's Jones speaking for the first time on his own social media channel, uh, apologizing and explaining what's going to happen next
2: hey what's going on everybody this is your boy john jones just wanted to make a quick video let you guys know how i was doing um first of all thank you to all the fans thank you for every to everybody who's checked in with me to see how i was feeling obviously very sad situation very upset um but i've been through a lot of things in life and injuries is a part of being an athlete um i want to thank the ufc for uh, getting me into one of the best doctors in the country, Dr. Alan Trash. Uh, Thank you to Dr. Alan Trash and his staff members over here in California for seeing me so quick. I wanted to say thank you to Sleepy Miocic for all the work that he's put in. Also, sorry to Sleepy and his team. Like I said, this comes with the territory. Um, Thank all my coaches and training partner, everyone who's helped me get uh, this far. Can't even say get to the fight. Um, But the goal is to i'll uh, get surgery tomorrow and uh <clears throat> get back to work as soon as possible um, i guess it will be steeper and i at a later date and uh, that's my plan so uh, it'll be surgery and uh, physical therapy for me <clears throat> for the next several months um, but i'm committed i'm committed and uh, my head is high uh, thank you to everyone who's prayed for me and um, i love you all Again, sincere apology to the fans. I know some of you guys. Um, it was a huge commitment to get out to Madison Square Garden. <clears throat> Hopefully, these other heavyweights, uh, Aspinall and Sergey, <clears throat> put on a great show for you guys. I may even show up to the event to watch. Um, but I love you all, and uh, your boy John Jones is doing okay. I'll be okay.
0: Luke, your boy John Jones is going to be okay.
1: My best friend. John Jones, you know what I'm saying? My Would you best say
0: he said? Would you say he sounded good? Sounded good, right?
1: I have like, to say, all things good. can. Yeah, I will say that he's. Uh, first of all, I thought that was a great message. Um, you know how much of it is the truth and whatever. Any, you know, hard to say at any time with with anybody. But um, I thought the message was nice. He was apologetic to the fans, even though you know he doesn't have to be. These things happen, and um, he already had a sling, I guess, because he was you know trying to hold his arm and uh, got surgery right away and understood that people were putting their hard-earned money to go see him like it was a nice message it really was I will say something that no one's really talked about yet that if I can be serious for a moment um I do wonder about his brother Chandler have you followed the story at
0: all Uh, all I saw were the the really troubling videos on social media the very the conspiratorial ones surrounding what Josh McDaniels and uh Josh McDaniel the former uh the coach and uh and what was the what was the specific thing he was accusing him of um,
1: playing a role in the murder of Aaron Hernandez.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. It was something, yeah, related to like that. Like it was way accused. bizarre,
1: yeah. you know. Well, like and with he looked tears, like he was having a mental Donald's- health episode. I don't. I not I'm not yeah. a doctor. I have no fucking clue what the actual answer is. But I will say that if I had a brother who, and they're, they, you know, I will say Chandler. Um, Chandler has been very visible during John's career at events in supportive roles. You know, I think they're all pretty proud of each other, which, of course, you could imagine they would be. Sure. Anyway, if I had a brother like who I had that kind of a relationship with, but was also having like, like and, I'm, and I'm not saying this in any kind of insulting way, I hope everyone understands, who was having a very public mental health episode, that would take a toll on a person too. I just wonder you know, what that all means for the Jones family, and um, I hope everyone's okay.
0: Well, I think also when you tie into what Volkanovsky shared about the want and need to be, to have something to fight for, to have something to train for. He feels he's a better person when he's in camp and dialed in on that as his sort of main focus. It, it brings balance to every part of his life. And I don't, you know, overlook that. I think that's super important. That's actually the reason why I've been arguing that John Jones won't retire Luke. And I wonder if I saw a little bit of that in his emotional reaction here, because I do think some, even though John has had troubles in and out of the cage in and out of activity, I think there is something grounding to John about being active. And then when he's active, he has huge success. And I think the whole idea of being the GOAT, being that dude, that's probably the thing that best keeps John safe. Yeah, or, but the or, thing or, is this. You know? Don't
1: you remember what he said to Izzy when Izzy did that, when that interview came out? Uh, with that, uh, that I think of some FM station in Australia. I, again, I, I don't know, so I might be getting some of the details wrong, but basically the revelation was he's like, I'm not going to come back for a long time. But he's actually uh, in Saudi Arabia now. There was a picture of all the fighters. It was like Pacquiao and Hopkins and Rampage and Izzy and lots of interesting fighters. Uh, Khan
0: Roberto Duran Jr., Luke.
1: Roberto Duran Jr. So there's a lot of fighters in that picture. So he's obviously doing that kind of stuff. But the point he said, John, in responding to the news about that, was like, take your time. The last three years have been great for me. You know, he really kind of seemed to relish the opportunity to take a break. Um, I don't know. I'm not so sure that, like, getting right back in there is quite as transformational in a healing way as you might imagine.
0: That would be different for somebody who's been active. John has, unfortunately, had many breaks, whether they were USADA-fueled, three-year retirement-fueled, uh, and, you know, stripped of the title fueled like it's been a lot of that. So I think consistency will be the key for John. And I'm starting to believe again, Luke, that even though I fight the battle that we don't really know what John Jones is as a heavyweight yet. And I agree with that. I do think that IQ man and some of the technical ability uh, advantages that he'll hold over most heavyweights, particularly if that Gordon Ryan interview that you did got me jazzed up to the idea of John, you know, Leaning more on the Jujuts, having almost like a Glover Teixeira type extended late prime because you're focusing on fundamentals. Maybe he does run the table at heavyweight, even with some of these scary young names rising, Luke.
1: I think you're doing a
0: vibes bit. <laughs> That's all I can feel, Luke. That's all I can read and react to are the feels, the vibes. Okay. Yep. I'm
1: not, Touch- listen, it'd be great. It'd be great. It'd be fucking great if he tries that. I just, I don't think he wants it, dude. I don't think he wants it.
0: All right. I, I think you're going to find out that you were dead wrong, Luke. Here we go. Let's keep it going. Another big so. name in the news. It appears that Conor McGregor is confirmed. It's really true. In the Utah USADA testing pool, there was a lot of talk about it actually happening, but then it didn't really happen or did it. Here's a tweet from Aaron Bronstetter, who teams, seems to be on top of most things. USADA has updated their athlete test results. It shows that Conor has submitted the first samples in over two years. USADA sent out a release a few weeks ago confirming that he has re-enrolled in the program. There you go. Seems much ado about nothing, Luke, but it is official. The only spin-off question I have, is it him versus Chandler or is it going to be something fuckery? And what I mean is you and I had talked into existence the idea of if Volk had beaten Mahachev, could it be Volk versus Connor for the damn lightweight title? Well, now you got Daniel Cormier on the DC and RC show. I don't know if he's doing company man bit or not saying, you know what? You want to make Mahachev a star, put him in there with Connor next, regurgitate the feud with Habib all over again. Luke, is it gonna be Chandler or is it gonna be something even crazier?
1: It's not like the Chandler fight is not attractive. It's not mm-hmm. it's not true. It is attractive. We've been over this a million times. But the MMA world moves. Very quickly. Now, I don't know when they're going to bring him back. It looks like we've all kind of sort of spotlighted UFC 300. I think, BC, I'll say this. <clears throat> if nothing else gets in the way between now and whenever they're beginning to start making announcements about 300, he probably does fight Chandler. But what I will say is if either he or Chandler get injured in that process and they have to delay it again, they're going to punt they're going to punt after that. That's my prediction.
0: Okay, what about curveballs? The the, the one thing was what DC said, Mahachev versus Connor, which really would be the, I mean, it'd be an insanely undeserved title shot, but it really would be the way that you get a guy to that next level of star power for Mahachev. How about instead of that, let's not do that. Are there other ideas that could trump the need for Chandler fight? I'll throw out two of them. Rematch of Connor versus uh, Max Holloway. Just for big-time star power, exciting fight fun. Or number two, Luke, how about BMF versus Justin Gaethje? And then we'll allow Oliveira back into the Mahachev sweepstakes for that rematch. You do the BMF title fight at 300, giving Conor McGregor a chance to win a different championship. Hmm. He wouldn't have to cut crazy weight. It could just be balls-out fight. If he wins, that's a shot in the arm to his popularity. If he loses, yeah, who cares, man, right?
1: I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, you could absolutely do that. Remember, he's already had the lightweight title, right? In fairness, he's already had the mm-hmm. lightweight title. The one belt he doesn't have uh, in terms of people around this size or weight class is going to be the BMF belt. That's He doesn't have that. So, And if
0: he won it, dude, then you can do him versus diaz three for the bmf belt or him versus poirier four right. for that same belt such a or him great versus, point such there's a so great. many older action stars right now
1: you're you so know? right you're dude you're so fucking right that's a great point i don't have much to add to that except two thumbs up and honestly would you hate that which seriously yeah. who the fuck would get a fight between for the bmf belt no less between connor and justin gaethje and be like no i don't want that you out of your fucking mind? That's arguably, even without the, you know, however much the belt adds is up to you. But forget all that for just a second. You could make a very clear case. Listen, Connor versus Chandler, it's nothing bad about it. But you could make a case that Connor versus Gaethje, because Gaethje will talk shit too. He's not going to back down from Connor, you know, and not be like all buddied and chummy at the presser and whatnot. Plus, he's going to get pay-per-view points. he get a big paycheck.
0: And um, less likely to shoot, Luke. Less likely to shoot. A lot
1: less likely to shoot. Dude, that's a... That might even be a better fucking fight, honestly. We'll see. We will
0: fucking see. Look, I've got future promoter matchmaker status just lingering over my head. Also, like, asshole and, you know, white belt knowledge (laughs) fan and all these other insults that you don't share with the public because you're such a nice guy, and I appreciate that. Oh, I didn't say
1: I was a nice guy. I didn't say that.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm just
1: not quite as, like, specifically antagonistic as you are. All right.
0: Well, while we don't know if Gaethje would go for that idea against Connor, although I think he would, Gaethje talked to ESPN's, uh, I think, Mark Raymondi, and he has an idea of what he wants next, Luke, and that's a shot at the real one. Here's the quote. Who do I fight? There's no one. I did what I had to do. I don't know what else I need to do. If they want to put Oliveira in there, then I fight him in September or next October. I have no issues waiting. Again, as I get older, I, he was basically saying if they put Oliveira back in against Machev, then Gaethje would wait. He says, again, as I get older, I get to understand from now until the time I'm going to fight, I'm going to be building strength. I'm going to be working on my cardio. I'm going to be refining my skills. So I'll take as much time as they give me, and I'll, I'll be that much, so much more ready, end quote. Sorry for the uh, stumbling bumbling there. Uh, so, Luke, he's saying no matter what, he's going to wait for Islam. Who should be next, Islam or Charles for Machev? Or, sorry, uh I t- Islam. I, 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 you know
1: I will tell you, like this process would not be fair to Chandler, and I really don't know what you would do about that. But if they gave the fight to Chucky e. Olives to get the rematch against Islam, uh, and then per your idea, just give just give gaethje to Connor.
0: There you go. There you go. I mean <laughs> I, I also wouldn't hate, by the way, a gaethje Chandler rematch. Wouldn't hate it, Luke. Wouldn't hate it.
1: I don't think Gaethje wants that though, right? He didn't seem—he didn't yeah. seem all that buzzed about it, did he?
0: No, no, he didn't. Uh, do you think we'll ever get not next, but do you think we'll ever get a Poirier trilogy? Is that necessary?
1: I saw people asking about that. Um, <clears throat> I don't—I
0: don't detect a
1: ton of buzz about that. Do you?
0: I don't because I think it was shocking that he finished. Uh, uh poirier so coldly right I
1: and mean, it was like oh and, shit! and relatively quickly yes. relatively quickly Yeah. Uh, so like there's just not that we we all it was a great fight and a tremendous finish and remember it was the same day for folks you know it was same day as spence crawford we all thought that uh that fight was going to be a knockdown drag out and it was a good first round but nothing like super crazy and then he basically what polished him off in the next round, I believe, something like that, or maybe the third round at most. I can't remember exactly. Uh, but it, it wasn't the knockdown dragout we had expected. And so for that reason, it just kind of looks like Justin is off to doing his own thing now, and I think quite understandably. I, I wouldn't hate it, but there's just not a lot of market demand that I can detect.
0: I hear you. I'm with you on that one. Uh, Luke, let's keep it going right here and close with this topic. Uh, it's about Have you to larger- today? Not yet. I also Mm. didn't shower yesterday, Luke. I think (laughs) I showered the day before. I know I didn't shower the day before that. I've got a new working rule for working at home. And by new, I mean, I've been operating under it now since 2017. If I have to go somewhere where I guarantee to talk to people, I will shower, deodorant, toothbrush, all that, Luke. If it's lunch out with my wife, I'll do that as well. If it's anything else, Luke, I'm going sweatpants uh slides i'm really just going into full-on pos mode at all times i mean what else look i'm sitting here in pajama pants trying to create dick jokes on the fly like and then they're Dude, giving your me
1: underwear by days. the time you yeah. shower must be
0: no well, well I, I do try to stick to the code of if you're gonna be gross at least change your draws every day and at least give yourself like a, like a cologne shower every once in a while. Right. Or like, get it. You know what? I got the gold bomb, Luke. Y'all get the giant gold bomb. You, you know, you get a two handfuls of gold bomb and you know, you're, you know, wow. You're fine. The, uh,
1: okay. By the way, dude, this is true. When we were, we would do like, uh, we would do these, uh, uh, Marine Corps exercises in the field where, you know, you would be in the field for weeks at a time. You wouldn't shower for weeks.
0: Oh, that's awful.
1: Yeah, you'd have to shower with wet wipes. You would just shower with wet wipes. That was the only thing that you had. There was no, there was nothing you could do. By the time we got back, dude, my underwear would absolutely smell like it was gang banged by fifty homeless guys. I mean, it was the all right, worst. All smell- right.
0: That's that's bad imagery, right there, Luke. Very bad imagery. It all was right. the
1: worst smelling underwear you've ever seen. You know? Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I've seen a few, Luke. That's pretty gross. <laughs> all right, so here's the deal, Luke. Coming off of that stink bomb of a double header misfits to zone pay-per-view a couple weeks back, Dylan Dennis, KSI, you know, the players involved. I think we're correct. When we say this larger bubble of influencer crossover boxing is bursting. Even Jake Paul seems to not be interested in, you know, boxing Nate Diaz again, wants to go into the MMA route. Now I kind of feel like Logan is going to end up there as well, but we'll see what happens there. It does seem like though, Luke, a lot of the retired Real fighters are still trying to find work in somewhat of this extended space. So let me read you the latest headlines. Jorge Masvidal talked to ESPN. He said, quote, early next year, he's teasing a boxing return. He said, no names right now, but I can tell you it's early next year, and I can tell you somebody is going to get killed. Wow, he really said that, end quote. Uh, Also, you have Luke Rockhold talking with the schmo, although Luke, though, does want to focus on the influencer lane. And he said, I'd like to shut down the influencers. That sounds nice. That sounds more interesting. I don't see anybody who can beat me in that organization. I don't see one person. I guess if you're going to go full shame, uh, Luke Rockhold, after quitting against Mike Perry, uh, you probably have to go this way, Luke. But you also shared a really cool headline with me that Karate Combat is going after name UFC veterans and is going to have an Anthony Pettis versus Benson Henderson main event. And the threat of signing future big names like, like uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Silent sniper. Yeah, BC equals barely clean. Well done. Look, they want Jose Aldo. They basically want all the names that, that showed up on that game bread boxing card, right? Like Jeremy Stevens, all those guys. So here's what I'm trying to ask you. If the bubble is bursting from influencers, Paul brothers, and a lot of like the, the, the fringe bullshit of the larger boxing bubble, Is there a bubble still that could interest you of just exactly what you're seeing here, retired UFC names, whether it be BKFC, whether it be karate combat, just continually fighting each other in creative ideas here.
1: Uh, Well, let me, let me spin it back. If I may, to the premise of the question a little bit here, Yes, because the way you asked it to me was like, Hey, this bubble might be bursting. And I think certainly this market is hard to decipher. I, I understand that I'm not, declaring to you it's in great shape but i guess what i would say is what makes you so confident or whatever how whatever your level of confidence might be what what powers that because the whole part about the story you're telling is look at how enthusiastically other people wish to join the market i mean it's not like people are running from the market they're running to it um
0: so what if there's a a a sea change inside the bubble then what if the change is look this over-promising bullshit and then the fight isn't actually a fight that's not going to last but is seeing i mean like i watched that game bread boxing card luke it was interesting it really was i'm serious like aldo versus stevens in a boxing match wasn't the highest level boxing match ever but it was competitive and kind of interesting it's basically like a better version of Jake Paul versus an ex MMA fighter. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like, so yes. it, I'm wondering if there's a pivot within the bubble because I think that's a smart move by Karate Combat to, to try to bring eyes over to their unique, you know, niche combat offering of of standing striking and and I like their sort of open ring setup. Uh, Ken Shamrock's using a very similar one for his bare knuckle thing with no ropes or no cage walls, just you know, wide open like that. Um, I think there's still life in the bubble if. You know what you're getting. If I sign up for Jose Aldo versus other big MMA name in some form of a fight, I know it's not going to be five-star elite cuz these guys aren't in their primes, but it's going to be interesting and it's going to be a fight, right?
1: So, yes and no, but it brings you it brings you back to the situation that Bellator found itself in circa, you know, 2016 or whatever. 2017 whenever it was when they were having like the Chales and the Vanderleys and you know Rampage and even to an extent Fedor Fedor's a little bit different because he's really one of the special guys in history But even kind of he was participating in some of these like what the fuck are we doing fights and then Chale versus Tito sort of being you know like an apex uh, example of Just weirdness that comes with all of that. Listen, what does it provide? It provides a shot in the arm for the event that you're watching people will be more tuned in Uh, than they ordinarily might be if you're just featuring your either Karate Combat or whatever events native talent you bring these people onto the cards these sort of aging vets ...to get more people to watch. And it does have a short-term effect where it works, but there's two major problems. One, these guys are expensive, right? I mean, they're not as expensive as they once were, but they're not as cheap as up-and-coming talent... ...who are very, very good, who your organization might want to feature. That's one problem. And the second problem is the fights are of, you know, dubious quality. But the real, real problem, if I could say this is that it doesn't translate to long-term benefit to your organization. We have seen this over and over. It's not to say that there's no case for doing it time to time, but any promoter who relies on aging vets to then, oh, people will be more tuned in, they're going to see our regular people. What ends up happening is that, yes, more people get seen in the process, but it doesn't ultimately work to convert a ton of fans in the end. It's got a real sugar-high kind of effect, not long-term effect. And so, you know, they're just kind of reinventing the wheel here a little bit, but I don't know if they're substantively changing the market in any kind of new or frankly unforeseen way.
0: I wish there was a little more organization in this space. I wish there was, you know, even if it was BKFC, even though that's not my favorite discipline within this sort of idea of old guys who still have something to give, finding competitive ways. Like, I like Mike Perry versus Eddie Alvarez, but there's too many – promoters and ideas that this space is open to now that creates an open market where if any promoter can can, you know get some investment money like bkfc has done and they've joined with you know what's left of triller and there's so there's more money seemingly coming in that you know you want to be you want to see these guys be able to go to the highest bidder and get a big opportunity to make it worth it especially if they felt they were underpaid in the ufc there's sort of that like feel good part of watching them use whatever's left of their brain, you know, in in potentially damaging situations, but Hey, they still got something left. Let's give them a chance. Um, but Luke, I wish there was one dominant promoter or discipline that would unify just so there could be organization. So there could be some method to it. So like, you know, you could put an old guy title at place or whether it's retired UFC guys boxing, you know, there could be that like, just so you have something to sort of fight for and storylines and opponents to build around rather than just, like, who's the promoter for this week's BS wannabe fight, right? You know what I mean? I wish you could pull their powers is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I I get that. I get that. I think that's reasonable. I would just say, I would just take issue with one thing you mentioned. Mike Perry's 32. You know, Eddie is an aging vet. I don't think that's in any way insulting. But Mike Perry's right in the prime. So him kind of competing in the way that he is – still makes those fights a little bit more you know relative to the rest of the like the bare knuckle pack for example a mike perry fight i mean this is a this is a in his prime combat athlete i think is a good way to put that and uh so for that reason i wouldn't like i know he's past being in the ufc but he's not athletically past it in in the way that some of these other guys might be
0: would you have any care in like because i'm trying to think okay masvidal comes out and says that But what does that mean? What fight could he actually get, right? If he's not, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe a Jake Paul, but I don't think, I don't know, maybe. But like, would, is there any market outside of the Paul brother industry? What if it was Masvidal versus Nate in a boxing match? Like, do you even care, Luke, or no?
1: Like, Masvidal versus Nate boxing?
0: Yeah. Would it have to be on a larger card with other fights of that level? Like, not be its own thing that, like, we're focusing (sighs) on? Again,
1: guys, it's just going to be, you know, Hey, let's watch two MMA fighters who were very good MMA fighters in their prime, very, very good MMA fighters in their prime, do something that they're not nearly as good at post prime. What the fuck is the allure? I just it's not to watch them still
0: compete, Luke. To watch them, it's like big three for pro, you know, for pro basketball, right?
1: Again, there's a market for it. There is there there is something to that. I just you know you have to get the people who are jorge diehards or nate diehards and there's there's many yeah. of them you can do something with it but also dude jorge versus nate in boxing would be expensive it'd be very expensive like that's another a hard good thing point. to sell
0: yeah i don't even know how 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 masvidal afforded that card that had all those names on it luke i don't know how I that's don't just know not i hope he's making automatic money, yeah. monster loss right but maybe i don't know i'm not whoever's funding it really luke maybe they have cash to burn or maybe other things hey luke let's transition out of that though and get into the first time ever. This is a soft beta launch, emphasis on beta, uh, for a game that we're gonna call Stupid Jeopardy that our great producer, Mikey moore and some of our extended staff at CBS Sports put together four categories, Jeopardy style, only Stupid Jeopardy style, three (sighs) questions per category. The board will offer questions ranging in 100, 200, and 300 points, Luke. We will take turns being in control of the board and being asked a question. But if, you, if we don't get it right, the other person can steal it and steal the points. Now, Luke, I have offered off camera, and damn, did you shoot this great idea down? That I said something's got to be on the line here. So I said, mm. look, if I win, I get to pick who you have to interview with, like built-in, like safeguards. Like it's got to be 15 minutes long. You have to ask this amount of questions on these categories like i luke imagine if i win and i'm like luke has to interview david appleton over zoom i think our fans would pop for that shit luke i think yeah i'm could.
1: not i'm not doing that so there you go
0: or I'm like, you know, if the fans vote for it and they want, you know, Luke and average Joel Art's old aging dog to talk for 10 minutes, Luke, I can arrange that as well, okay? I think that... Listen, we're weak.
1: already putting our asses on the line for okay bet. Can we just do games for fun for once? Uh, right, all I, like,
0: right? I like, Luke, I'm such a competitor that I like there to be something at stake, right? Something, not always, what am I winning? Sometimes it's just, what am I protecting? You know what I'm saying? What am I playing defense on? You, apparently man, you're just not man enough to put a little skin on the line I, I just don't
1: i just don't understand why we can't just have fun we're already doing a game where the loser has to eat shit we have to do another game where the loser has to eat shit like i don't i'm I, not know, interested in that i
0: think it creates content luke and content is king right so we can you know, create that's...
1: content without having to do that that's the whole that's the that's the beauty of this we already it, it, listen if, oh, it this was, is the if we didn't yeah. have okay bet And we, you wanted something on the line. I think it'd be fair, but we already have that. Let's have some fun. Is there any chance
0: your favorite Coldplay song is Yellow?
1: I took a girl who was interested in me once to a Coldplay concert, and uh, she loved that song, but it just didn't. It didn't work out. So I don't. Yeah.
0: Look, did you see what Chu Chang said on the screen? Uh, No. What did he say? Loser takes a shower. Oh, that's so good. It's so good. It's like show's so winner stupid. has to brush
1: his teeth. Loser has yeah. to shower his ass.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know if we have an intro graphic, Luke, but for the first time ever, this one's called Stupid Jeopardy. All right. Let's look at the four categories brought to us by Mikey and staff. MMA trivia. Name that quote. Who is this fighter? And miscellaneous madness. Luke, how do we decide... Who goes first?
1: Um, does Does anyone have a coin
0: we can flip? I have the UFC 196 room key, Dos Anjos versus McGregor. Do you want me to flip that, Luke?
1: Yeah, flip that. Well, you got to call it first. Who are you going to pick?
0: I'm going to take faces side. You're going to take white side, Luke, okay? okay not, this is a very
1: – like, like, like the game itself, this process also stupid.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll try to flip it onto the shelf right here, Luke, so that we can see, all right? all right yeah all right, well, it, came up, it came up white side in hashtag kill whitey go for it luke
1: all right let me see the board uh i'm gonna play the uh god who was that guy from vegas who like upended everything give me name that quote for 300
0: all right mikey is going to provide the question in our live chat here and i'm going to read it to you luke and don't forget i can steal if you get it wrong mikey we are waiting there we go here we go, Luke. Question number one for 300. The only thing I fear when I enter the ring is that someone will steal my things from the locker room. End quote. So apparently, Luke, you have to name that quote here. The only thing I fear when I enter the ring is that someone will steal my things from the locker room. End quote.
1: I'm going to go Ronda Rousey. Mm.
0: Oh, incorrect, Fuck. Luke. I'm going to try to steal. How about Conor McGregor? Mm. Ooh. Uh, oh, there we it? go, Luke. And your correct is answer it? is?
1: Mirko Crow Cop. I would have All not right. gotten that. So,
0: Luke, that was mis- miscellaneous you named off, right?
1: No, that was, name that quote. Name that quote for 300. All right, I yep. take
0: control of the board. Let's go MMA trivia for 100. All right, here we go. We're waiting. Yeah, a little little faster on the connection here. Here we yeah. go.
1: <laughs> okay. Here we go, BC. Habib Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson were famous rivals who never officially met in the octagon. How many times was the fight officially booked only for it to fall apart?
0: Five times, five time, five times, five times, Luke.
1: Yeah. All right. All right, There's very your... good. Five I'm on times. The board. right it's still but we're alternating so it's now my turn yes hey
0: hey appy get up in the bullpen brother okay look at this 100 to zero luke
1: yeah bc it doesn't matter how bad i lose i'm not interviewing that cycle all right how about this
0: how about if i win i'll interview appy for for a set if uh, if you want
1: if you want all right let me see the board one more time if i may okay uh let's try who is this fighter for 200. Who is this fighter for 200? Let's see what we can come up with. BC will ask me the question. All right, BC.
0: This fighter was considered a major what-if to fans in the late 2000s, but after just two chances in the UFC, he was inactive for five years before reappearing with Bellator MMA in 2015.
1: Just two chances in UFC, he was inactive for five years before reappearing with Bellator MMA in 2015.
0: Fuck me. Um, The category is, who is this fighter for 200 points?
1: Okay, so at first I was going to say David Terrell, but that's not right. Um...
0: You know what? I think majority rules, if Mikey votes that you should have to interview Appy if you lose, then that's 2-1. No, to No, one, I'm dude.
1: not. I didn't agree to this. I'm not changing the rules now. I'm not. I'm not doing I'm going to just fuck, dude. I don't. Ugh. Kimbo Slice? I don't know.
0: Damn. Yeah! There we you, go. You got it. I was going to steal that. That's 200 for Luke Thomas putting him in the lead. All right. Let's keep it going. I'm going to go with MMA Trivia for 200.
1: All right. MMA Trivia for 200. I mean, by the way, this category is, like, not great because all of it is MMA trivia. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go, BC. Who was the first UFC middleweight champion? The first UFC middleweight champion. Okay. If he gets it wrong, I want to try to steal, by the way.
0: Yeah, that's every question. Yeah.
1: Not if I don't know the answer, it's not.
0: Man, I got three guesses, and one of them is the right answer. I'm going to go with um, Murillo Bustamante.
1: You mean Murillo Bustamante? No, it's not him. I'm going to go Frank Shamrock. Mm. Fuck, who is it? Evan Tanner? Dave Manet?
0: Oh, that was my Are other-
1: we talking about before? or That must have been after they created like the middleweight, then light heavyweight division, right? Is that what we're talking about? Because I think... Frank was a middleweight champion before that. Uh, Luke,
0: all sales are final, I'm being told. All right.
1: Okay, Luke. All right. right. Uh, My turn to pick, yes?
0: Yes, you're leading 200 to 100 in this struggling game at the moment. But I'm going to Name that
1: quote 100. Name that quote 100. Nice and easy. Here we go. Nice and easy.
0: For 100. The quote is, now we are throwing spinning shit?
1: Uh, It's got to be Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz. Yeah,
0: there we go. All right, Luke Thomas. go, go. In front, in front. Uh, Let's go to MMA trivia for 300. I think this will put me right back where I need to be.
1: All right, BC is going for the big guns.
0: I like big ones, and I cannot lie, Luke.
1: All right, here we go. The UFC has been around the world and then some, but there are six countries they have only visited once. Name two.
0: Six countries they have only visited once. That's a very interesting question. Japan? (laughs) No. Like, fucking no.
1: They've been to Japan several times.
0: I thought they were just one time there, Luke, but uh, apparently I'm wrong there. All right. Then, uh, you know, I might as well take the L here, Luke, on this
1: one. All right. Let me try. Let me try.
0: You can steal. Luke can still steal here.
1: All right. I'm going to try. Uruguay? Okay, And they've only been to once. Croatia.
0: Oh, but wow. Look at this guy.
1: Yeah. So Uruguay Look, was the Valentina Shevchenko fight, and I remember they went to Croatia because Derek Lewis fought on that card, and I interviewed him about flying to Croatia, and he talked about how he had to fly to go see more white people. <laughs> It was it was pretty great, uh, actually.
0: So, Luke, you stole that point, which means you actually have control of the board and you're leading 600 to 100, which actually only angers me, Luke, that you were so unwilling to make this even more fun by putting legitimate stakes on the barbecue.
1: Okay, name that quote 200, please. Name that quote 200.
0: The quote is, if Tyson Griffin was a girl, I'd say he has a... But a donk.
1: I'm going to. I'm going to say Rampage Jackson.
0: Mm. Fuck. How about Uriah Faber? Mm.
1: Who is it? Who is it? Joe Rogan. <laughs>
0: actually i know that sound i know that quote now you're right i can't believe in the moment i I had no idea but i do know that quote all right luke uh it goes back to me 600 to 100 i will go with who is this fighter for 300 i need to i need to bang i need to start banging
1: all right bc this fighter brought the heat with a unique judo-based attack combining an eight and four UFC record, but between a failed drug test and issues with Dana White following pulling out.
0: Uh, this was Armenian American great Caro the Heat Parisian.
1: Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And for bonus points, not really, I'm just asking you, who's his tra- who's his head trainer for a long time?
0: Uh, Edmund Tarverdian.
1: No. Gokor Chevician.
0: Well, I think we're both All right,
1: Uh, I'm not even sure which ones we have left. Do we have any 300s left, Mikey?
0: As we talked about, we've been keeping track in the rundown. We have Miscellaneous Madness remaining for 300. Okay,
1: give me Miscellaneous Madness for two. Miscellaneous Madness for two.
0: Here we go. Brian is going five rounds with a black liver and losing... But Joey Chestnut downed a record, how many hot dogs in 10 minutes? This is a multiple choice question, Luke. The answers for how many hot dogs did Joey Chestnut down in a record for 10 minutes? A, 62, B, 76, C, 81, or D, 90? What is Joey Chestnut's world record here for the hot dog eating challenge?
1: So Joey Chestnut is an absolutely disgusting and abhorrent man who just gets bukkake by hot dogs several times a year. I'm going to say it's either going to be B or C. So let me say, I'm going to go B 76.
0: Yeah, that's a big get. (laughs) That's a big get Luke Thomas. That makes the scoreboard now 800 for Luke. 400 for bc four questions remaining and the control right. of the board goes back to me let's go name that quote for no doesn't it State,
1: go doesn't it go oh yeah you're right it does go back i'm sorry yes yes, yes.
0: name that quote for 200
1: all right name that quote for 200 i will read you the quote brian and you will try to give me the answer here we oh we already did that one all right so you have to pick another one
0: uh mikey is there any other name that quotes i have that category no after. it's
1: just who is this fighter a miscellaneous madness
0: okay let's go who is this fighter for 100
1: all right, who is this? this? This should be doable. Let's see what we got, and we're going to answer here. I'll read it to you. Which fighter has the most knockouts in UFC history?
0: Derek Lewis.
1: Wow. Great job. Great job. All, All right. right Miscellaneous that madness. I'm going to go, strategically, I'm going to go 100 here. Here we go, Miscellaneous Madness,
0: R.A.B.C. Okay, Luke. This curly fry was found by Kim Medford in February of 2012 at an Arby's and is the world's largest curly fry. Was it A, 13 inches long, B, 38 inches long, C, cent- 30 centimeters long, or D, 24 inches long?
1: Yeah, but these are some long ass
0: <laughs> curly fries. Curly fries. You know balls. what would go great with these in a Jamocha shake, Luke?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then also just absolute regret. I don't know hey, why whip, this whip is one hundred. Whippets
0: is the answer. Whippets, Luke. The We're world's
1: the largest curly fry. Okay, I'm, just I can go, this, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go with what I think is the appropriate answer. I'm gonna go D, 24 inches long.
0: Yes. yes okay so i have a chance to steal this and then get the next question right to come from behind luke and just hold the hand up up here up in the air and just walk off here we go i have three remaining answers i'm gonna go with dude 13 inches long is a long nah but if it curls all right i'm gonna go with instead c 30 no no D, sorry b 38 inches long b 38 inches long oh yeah
1: i should have just picked the longest one these are fucking stupid these this welcome to stupid jeopardy ladies and here gentlemen. we welcome.
0: go one question remaining in stupid jeopardy luke this will essentially is this final jeopardy right here i mean this will. This is it pass. this is
1: final jeopardy so if you if i get this right i win if you get it right you win if we and both I get, get it wrong
0: first it's my control of the board on miscellaneous that's right. madness if we,
1: but if we both get it wrong i win
0: So there you go. it's true. 800 to 600, and this is worth 300. Here's where BC walks off. Go ahead, Michael. Hello, Brian and Luke. You already know who the Fooookit is. You think it's so funny to insult my intelligence, but one of you didn't graduate college. My calculations say if Brian ate one less gas station hot dog per day in college, his brain wouldn't have turned into a bag of strawweight mush. As for the other co-host, how about you drop the vape and pick up Rosetta Stone? It's Adesoye, not nah, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Question three: Which former UFC fighter won the 2021 light heavyweight tournament for his first major MMA championship before joining the cast of Big Brother Brazil in 2023? Smart cage out. What the fuck was the question? Okay, first of all, this who former made that? UFC
1: fighter won the 2021 light heavyweight tournament for his first major MMA championship before joining the cast of Big Brother Brazil in 2023.
0: Uh, First, can we comment on that video, Luke? Who made that?
1: I don't know, but it was excellent. And the Smart Cage really, he roasted you there, if I could just be honest.
0: Wow, Smart Cage just brought it to me. All right, so this is for me to win it here. The former UFC fighter won the 2021 light heavyweight tournament for his first major MMA championship before joining the cast of Big Brother Brazil in 2023 um yeah
1: Yeah. clock's ticking
0: Uh, ryan bader luke i don't i don't have a freaking clue
1: ryan bader
0: well i'm trying to think like now i've officially won the
1: game but let me try to steal
0: so Bader won the to heavyweight f- f- tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also,
1: like why would this former UFC fighter in twenty twenty one uh like why would Ryan Bader be on the cast of Big Brother Brazil? I don't quite get that. Um Luke,
0: I, I, I couldn't find the Brazilian fighter that would meet that criteria. So I, I tried yeah, to match so I'm up the I'm not sure other
1: either, but I'm gonna say Damn. I'm gonna say Shogun Hua no <laughs> Antonio shoe face shoe oh face. we weren't yes.
0: even think Luke the P- it was the damn smart cage that asked the question we didn't even Dude, consider PFL we talked
1: all that shit about the smart cage and <gasps> oh. then the smart cage outsmarted us by the, the way answer was this right would not be there. his first major t- championship he already won several major championships so but that the was real terrible, question was
0: who won the PFL light heavyweight tournament in 2021 that's the real question but then they added these extra bonus hints about former ufc about big brother brazil and yet i come mm-hmm. out with ryan bader wow luke i deserve to lose your final score in and that Jeffrey. was the
1: jones versus robert whitaker of answers there i really have to say
0: yeah 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 luke some people did think that uh it should be whitaker stipe at ufc 295 based <laughs> on your matchmaking uh history but uh Shoe face, screw face. So, Luke, you win 800 to 600, your final score in our beta launch of stupid Jeopardy. Uh, Please, folks, let us know how stupid it was. Could it be improved? What should we call it? And will Luke ever have the man sauce necessary to, you know, put part of his reputation and dignity at risk, at least part of it, at least part of it. I think we put our
1: dignity at risk every time we go live, if I can just be honest with you.
0: At least our job, yeah, For yeah, a lot more than our dignity. Yeah, you're right. All right, that is that. Thank you to Mikey Morms for- uh, I liked
1: that for, game. That was fun.
0: I did like that game as well. Uh, let's add it to the larger rotation. We got another game we play to close every Friday because we give you this email address, morningcombat at gmail.com. And the same guy, Mikey, he's waiting for, we don't see these emails, but we do give you a chance if you hate us or you just hate something we said, you get a chance to call us out Luke, what's that called when you receive papers that tell you you need to be in court? You've been served. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. But you better bring receipts, folks. This one's called dead wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think, Luke, there's a more like proper name for that. What's it called when you get served with papers? It's it's. uh it's you're, uh
1: you're getting served papers i don't think there's another term no
0: no it. there's a word luke it's like uh, you love fancy words look you spent your life protecting certain fancy words that you can inject in the conversation okay, Once again
1: they're not fancy words like they're cream actually inside different of a donut, words that describe things in more nuanced ways and people who are dull and mentally have had lobotomies don't seem to understand that they're not substitutes necessarily. They're actually yes. just sort of nuanced. I think you mean indicting, but being served papers is not the same as being indicting. No,
0: not indicting. There's another, there's another word, Luke. We've probably got, you know what? I think we, I know we have a good amount of lawyers in our crowd in our audience. We do. Yes. And, and I'd have to assume we do have a lot of people with checkered pasts as well, Luke. And by the way, <laughs> some guy did reach out to me. Oh, I wish I kept the DM. He said that he was jailed for 25 days a couple of years ago and one of the biggest laments that he had during that sentencing, I think it was uh, related to to uh, drinking and driving. But I think that's what the guy said. But anyway, Luke, the hardest part, he said one of the biggest laments was not getting MK access during that 25 days. So I want I want him to know that that like all the divorced moms out there, you you know, you've got a friend in, in morning combat and um you know, Luke, we can help get our fans and listeners get through everything. Cause we're all in this together, Luke. Whether you're sleeping, you know, behind bars or, you know, or whether you're sliding down them, Luke, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. <laughs> MK cares if don't nobody else. Also, care. if, if right. it's gotten
1: to the point where you're in jail from drunk driving, you probably you probably need to be in there. You know, you probably need to no, be in well, there.
0: Well, look, you've got to give people a chance to <clears throat> right their own wrongs okay well We've see here's speech. the thing
1: a buddy of mine got charged with DUI and was found guilty but all they made him do was go to jail like I mean you go to jail but then they made it when they sentenced him uh they made him go to jail on the weekend you know what I mean but if you went to jail for 25 days you probably deserve to be there for 25 days you know what I'm saying
0: I don't think this man was fighting that either I think he was just uh helping our conversation Luke and right. tra- letting us know that you know we had a, we meant something to him Luke All right. Oh no, I
1: appreciate that. I'm just saying, don't be a fuck up. You know, don't be a fuck up. Yeah,
0: no, Uncle Luke, that's a good, that's a good toss out there too. All right, number one comes to us from Donovan. He lives in the state of, I think, Washington, unless unless he forgot to put the D.C. down. He says, "Hello, happy Friday." This is for Luke. Recently, Luke said he was going to go as Michael Myers for Halloween and stated he had everything ready for it. They're gonna say Jason Voorhees.
1: I knew it. They were gonna say Jason Voorhees, including the machete.
0: Dead wrong. It's Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th that used the machete while Michael used a knife. Keep up the good
1: work. By the way, Michael used a lot of things. But do you want to know why I ended up going with the Jason Voorhees but calling it Michael Myers? This is a true story. You want to hear it? I do. So I I took – remember I told you I took Tukey to the Halloween store, right? So I took her to the Halloween store. Which and is bad parenting
0: I, to begin with, Luke. She's going to get scarred from the... Oh, no, she right? loved
1: it. Are you kidding? She had the time of her life at that place. Because this store has everything. It has all the trolls and Ninja Turtles and Mario Brothers and then all the scary shit and everything else. So I go there and I was like, I want your best Michael Myers mask. They're like, okay. And they pulled it down. It was like 70 bucks. It was like really nice. And I couldn't fit on my fucking head. It literally could... I couldn't get it over... My giant melon. So I was like, okay, give me your cheapest, shittiest Michael Myers mask. That also did not fit. So then what wow. I, but I had already had the jumpsuit. I got the Michael Myers jumpsuit. So then I was like, okay, what do you have that fits the cranium of people whose mothers drank when they were in the womb? What, what do you have for oh my
0: that? God, Luke, that's an aggressive joke right there. Well, My I mean, head no. is just
1: enormous. My head, I mean, I can barely I'm, keep it upright. You know, it's just fucking enormous. The only thing they had was the hockey mask. So I had already told Violetta, I'm like, oh, I'm getting the Michael Myers thing. She didn't know what it was, but I kept saying Michael Myers. And then she asked me at the cash register, she's like, did you get your Michael Myers costume? I was like, yes, yes, I did. I got the Michael Myers. Because I'm not going to show her Michael Myers Halloween or Jason Voorhees, but they're right. It's a Jason Voorhees thing, but it only ended up being that way because my fucking head is too big.
0: There you go. Wow, that's a very, uh, thank you for sharing a, a, a tough subject, Luke, to speak about. I also come from a family of very large noggins, Luke. I like <laughs> to think that's because we hold a lot of useless information up there. But, uh, I mean, I got a weird-shaped head, Luke. I could, Most hats don't fit on me. That's why I wear this one-love hat, Luke, because it's so oddly shaped that it holds my all my insides in. Oh, look at that. D.C. baseball. I like that, Luke. That's better than your Fred Durst fake Yankees colored hat that you rolled out that one time. What does that say? Oh, there's the flag of DC. Yes, a, a, a This is before the Wizards,
1: sorry, the Wizards. This the Wizards. This is before the Nats went with the curly W, which I cannot stand. They had the DC logo. It's discontinued, and it's got the flag on it. So I bought
0: it. You don't like the tribute to the Washington Senators with that, what? With that W?
1: No, I don't give a shit. I want the DC. Yeah. I, I no one. I, I cannot overstate this. Not a person who lives here calls it Washington not a person it doesn't it's not what you call this place what do they call it dc
0: district luke the district
1: you call everyone calls it dc everybody everybody calls it dc
0: and no one in in connecticut would ever say new york city or manhattan luke they would say the city and you would never question what city they were talking about i know everyone that lives near a city thinks that they say that about their city but really you can only say that about new york city when you say the city the first thing you think of is new york luke there's no other cities that fit that
1: I would I I don't I yeah that's I think I think that's probably true I just get really sick of everyone being like yeah we're going to go to Washington nobody calls it that nobody nobody calls Luke,
0: it that Luke, I don't think living in DC is sustainable with the prices the high crime and the uh treatment of the service workers from a joyful <laughs> comedic standpoint Luke you know what I mean I don't think I think it's great to vacation and visit to or or whatever or go somewhere for but um, I, I think you should move out of there before it kills
1: everybody. Me. For some reason, wants me to leave, even though they never really yeah. give me a great reason. It is expensive, and the crime has gotten bad. Although that's relatively new that that wasn't the case uh, as early as I a mean, few you years just lost ago.
0: your car, Luke. So we're not hearing any of these like, oh, the crime's fine. I, so, no, 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 know? no. I
1: listen to me. The crime's up. Crime's up. There's no denying it. Like crime is up. It, it, but but what I'm telling you is, I've been here. I can't. I moved back here after you know I grew up here as a kid. <laughs> moved back here in 2004. This is the worst it's been since 2004 by a long shot. Like, it wasn't like that the full time I was here. It's just bad now. So
0: Okay, but would you agree, although it's an insult aimed directly at you, that D.C. isn't a city as much as it's a large fraternity? And that's why you love it, Lou?
1: There is a core of people here who kind of are like that, but none of my friends are in that. Well, one friend is in that circle, but I'm not really in that. I don't. I don't exist in that circle. I don't go to Georgetown cocktail parties. I'm not involved in like Hill East soccer teams. I'm not, I don't do any of that shit. I live amongst the actual, I I know it's hard to understand. There's like people who live here and spend their lives here that have nothing to do with the Hill, but I'm one of them and all of my friends are just like that. So, yeah.
0: I mean, that's what real lost vegans say, Luke, about, you know, anytime you're like, well, how do you live there? It's gotta be crazy. And they're like... We don't go to the strip ever. We actually have a yeah. Real I know, life but
1: Las Vegas time. one of the least walkable cities in America with terrible education. <clears> like, <throat> yeah, you know, it's not
0: a flex. Those are true. There's true facts associated with that. There's no question. All right, let's continue the dead wrong. This one's from Timmy Poo, and a lot of people wrote in with the same complaint. BC, you no good New England sack of rolling pig's flesh. You referred to Paulo Costa as Paulo Cruz at one hour and forty eight minutes of probably the last episode. Uh, now I'd normally not call you out because I have some degree of sympathy for men who have been kicked in the head by horse. Uh, but you did again shortly thereafter by calling him Cruz. Now cruise your ass on home to your cats and vinyls and break out the shoe polish to restore some semblance of your youth. It's all in good fun. Daddy dogs. I seriously have nothing but love and admiration for both of you. Yours truly timmy pooh okay first of all that is a hilariously brutal but perfect email um and i'll take that out but he's actually right luke i grew up with a paulo cruz uh portuguese Ah. kid who was good at soccer to fit the stereotypes but a great dude too i haven't seen him in forever and for some reason every time i see that name i think paulo cruz it's not the first time i've been on dead wrong for this exact sin luke but i guess it's a subconscious shout out to my hometown of naugatuck connecticut luke where for years factories willingly openly pumped all of their chemicals into the naugatuck river that splits the <laughs> town in two luke so you do the math there you go all right
1: i can understand that i can understand a mistake like that
0: yeah you got it let's keep it going here this is from brook with an e do you think that's male or female luke or should i not look if it's brook with an me?
1: e i'm gonna guess it's more likely a female
0: Okay, at one forty one fifty nine of Monday's show, episode 505, BC states that Amanda Nunes Nunes, uh, would go on to attain double champ status after Henry Cejudo. That's dead wrong, BC. Nunes achieved the double champ at 232 in December of 2018. Cejudo achieved double champ at UFC 238 in June of 2019. Yeah, Brooke, whether you're a male or a female, I'm dead wrong, you're right, I had the order wrong. Boy, this is starting to get a little pedantic here, Luke, right?
1: That's the point of it. That's
0: the point I mean, I want dead wrong to be like, your inner principles and moral code is wrong, and here's why. Not, you know, you put the champions in the wrong order. You know what I'm saying, Luke?
1: I, I understand. You're looking for a big, meaty complaint.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be nibbling on your bone. All right, <laughs> stop making me have to like look for the meat. I don't, I don't, I don't want it that badly unless it was served in a in a you know a yummy bun, Luke, with whippets behind the uh, Arby's there. Uh I can't believe that that's a real thing. Like, I think RJ, if he just effed around today and was like, you know what, I got this ten percent code live ten right now for anybody that wants a discount. During the show on morningcombat.store. But what if I just took the funniest catchphrases with no supporting analysis of why it's there and just put it on a shirt and it said Whippets in the back of the Arby's parking lot? Would that sell, Luke? That would probably sell, right?
1: Let me tell you something I'd be the first buyer of that shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, Luke, what if it was like, neither here nor there? You know how John uh, John Jones has Philippians 4.13 right here? What if in that same spot it was neither here nor there, but in the same, you know, in the same
1: where That's really where your life was at that point. When you're doing whippets in the back of an Arby's, your (laughs) life is neither here nor there. (laughs)
0: That's a great point, Luke. Uh, True story. We got one more dead wrong for you. Hi, this is Christos again, the P1 Donk from Chennai, India. In OK Bet, at one hour and one minute of episode 504, LT picked his new, I'm sorry, LT picked his fellow countrymen to win. However, Anshul Jubilee did not come from the Contender Series, but in fact, from the first season of Road to UFC.
1: I'm pretty sure I said that explicitly.
0: Hope he comes back stronger after his first loss. MK Forever, cheers. It's Christos. Weep, I, when
1: um, I I could have said it's possible. I said contender series, but when I read that, I read it off the Wikipedia entry, which I recall having. It was it was like the the, the whatever weight class it was, Road to UFC Season One Champion. That's what he was, and then remember his opponent barked at him, and he just fell apart.
0: There it is. Uh, if you feel like we said anything else in error, you can email us at Morning Combat.
1: Oh, by the way, Mikey says I was wrong .com. on Friday, but then when I talked about it on Monday, I got it right. Could yeah, it very well could be true. Yeah
0: there it is there it is right there thank you uh that's dead wrong uh let us know how you feel about everything email us at that address for fan subs you can talk shit about luke whatever you want to do we love you for it thank you
1: um you love it dude what is up with this what what is subconsciously happening in your brain
0: you know say by the bell is i mean just an all-time great television show luke even even for as absurd as it is. And, but it's like perfectly absurd, right? It's like, it's like that steam cheese that ekes out outside the burger. But Luke, when the central tension stopped being Zach versus Slater and instead became cool kids versus Belding, while it was enough of a comedic philosophical turn that it was able to extend the series largely because you got like hot buff, You know, kids, teenagers, whether they're probably really 23 years old, uh, you know, just doing fun and goofy shit. But, Luke, when it was all about I'm not here to love this man, I'm here to defeat this man, that show was at its best. They were both chasing after the same prize, which was Kelly Kapowski, Luke. Um, born to you know six children in a house without a stable income coming in, and that's why she couldn't go to the to the junior prom, Luke. To be fair, but I will say is that this
1: answer going anywhere.
0: I will say that Luke hashtag fight forever. That's never fuck the Mayweather's. It's this is never going to end, Luke. Okay, because the central tension on this show is also the heartbeat <laughs> of it. Right. Only only we're not both competing for Kapowski. We're competing to find out who's right, Luke, who is the A side, who is the you know, the the uh, you know, who's who dated down in the end, Luke. That's what we're trying to figure out through this show. You know what I'm saying?
1: I mean, I don't think it's much of a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're
0: working. I, yeah, I show I up to, to
1: the work being like, you know, hey, I gotta work with my my partner today. Let's let's have fun with that. And BC shows up like, yo, fuck this man's existence. Yes, I'm about yes. to I'm well, about Luke, to eighty six this whole bitch's life.
0: Luke for as amazingly successful as you are, you retain a lot of haters. Like haters love sure. hating on you. Like not in like a shop level, but like they love hating on you. But also being like, I can't miss the episode,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, you know that's true. I can have a. T- this is if I could be honest for just a moment. I have always had a talent, some of it natural, some of it cultivated, <laughs> for pissing people off. I've always had a talent for it. And uh, it I will be honest, it started out unintentional. And in, and even today, there'll be times where I'll be like, hey, the sky is blue. And people will be like, yo, fuck your mama. The sky ain't blue, bitch. Why the fuck are you always talking about a blue-ass sky, you fucking annoying piece of shit? I'll be like, what the fuck? But whatever the reason... I have a talent for pissing people off and it follows me and you can notice it, but um, what can I do, BC? I'm 44, I am who I am, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I have, you know, uh comedic levels so close to not being funny on a regular basis, Luke, that I've also created people that just don't you know, most of them <laughs> most of them are employed in the district, Luke, but you know, they just they are just not ever gonna buy into what I'm presenting hey, to them. Yeah. For
1: someone who lives in the nation's capital, I do like, la- dude, your joke today yeah. about the honor killings being <laughs> well, once in a while. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well my jokes are only as good as yourself, Luke. That's how a great duo works. So maybe we do need each other in the end. I don't know. You know
1: I I, I, I like working with you. Let's we tell the audience I I like work i really like working with brian i mean that doesn't mean i don't want to push you into oncoming traffic at times sometimes i do well i will
0: i will you know what i mean luke (laughs) i'd love i'd love to take you for granted you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, Rob Thomas, there we go. Know, another
1: and there's no 90s, dude. The, show, the 90s counter, poor Mikey can only do so much. But the yeah, 90s well, dude, counter, what the Mikey's fuck? Mikey's
0: producing, directing. I actually I asked know, he's him. He's doing if he everything. To come on My air. man's
1: juggling plates in the circus. Yeah. I mean, it's too. I'm much, like
0: Mikey, you should come on air and ask these Jeopardy questions. And I'm like, oh wait, he's the entire show behind the scenes. Yeah, I have to say this.
1: To we, I will say this. We can review the Super Jeopardy. I love the Super Jeopardy. I think it needs to go a little faster. You know. Okay. I think we need a third person on air with us to do stupid Jeopardy. I believe. Oh, that. like
0: a ho- like a like a like a host. That's their. Yeah, job. yeah. And they the wouldn't be on all the time, Jeopardy. but
1: like you know, pull them out of the bullpen for that. Right.
0: You know. All right. I, well, we do have an extensive uh, arms race inside that bullpen, Luke. If if these people still like us, but uh, uh, Luke says a hundred percent next time. Yes. Okay. Mikey, now, Luke, Mikey. maybe we'll put a little scratch on it too to make people invested. Right. I mean, you know. People only put up with OK Bet, Luke, for two reasons. One, they love the FanDuel Sportsbook app, I mean, first of all. But number two, Luke, they want to see me suffer through abortion rock, death metal, (laughs) the extreme, I urinate red, whatever your songs are called, Luke, okay?
1: Robert Thomas, this is truly my father's name right here. The most ordinary name ever.
0: I, is that that, your dad, that's dude?
1: definitely not my dad looks like me he's bearded and, and uh just you know a misanthrope
0: all right all right um i don't know what else i've got for you luke uh we oh i want to remind people of a lot of things. tomorrow so, how about this first of all morningcombat.store dot store as we talked about you can get 10 percent off if you order right now with the code live 10 l-i-v-e E One Zero. okay check that out if you're into it i think you're gonna love it also YouTube.com slash morning combat. We just put out Oscar de la Hoya, Ryan Garcia with a lot to talk about, about his future. Uh, look, he wants, he wants like Teo next for the belt or, or Haney, or like he's going right back into the de- okay. You
1: Do, do the, do the, do the gladiator bit. Oscar Duarte as an opponent for Ryan Garcia. Are we feeling this about it? Are we feeling this about it?
0: We're feeling this. He can punch, okay. He's aggressive. Mexican, only, I think he's got one loss only, um, but has not fought super elite names, mostly fought in his home country. Um, but the, the, the feeling is, yeah, this guy comes to fight. This could be fun. Ryan should win. I hope he does win for the standpoint of, like like I said, he wants a belt against a big name next. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Dude, oh, I will tell crazy.
1: you this. The audience has been roasting us today, and yes. they haven't missed they, no, have they it haven't, missed.
0: they haven't. Maybe, maybe that's the third voice Luke that we're looking for, right? The audience just shitting on us. Uh, you can check Speaking out my, on you.
1: go shower. How about that? Will,
0: you know, I might do that today. Uh, we're going to check, you can check out De La Hoya, loose, been chatting with a lot of interesting people, including Kareem Zidane talking about combat sports on the other side of the world and the, the extended Middle East, there, Saudi Arabia, all that. Um, don't miss that. And don't miss Saturday tomorrow. Let's shoot for 5 p.m. Eastern start, and it's going to be a live companion morning combat goofball episode. Bt BCLT making it look EC with Tyson Fury and Francis and Uh and that will also you know that'll include like a a, a wrap too, right, Luke? You'll you'll like you'll wrap it up with them after the fight
1: maybe uh very quickly i mean okay. i won't do a whole lot but some
0: all right yeah don't don't change your dinner plans or anything folks but tune in on saturday check it out uh you can all look anything else i'm supposed to say
1: i think that's it you got the we got the interviews youtube.com slash morning combat everything bc mentioned tomorrow join us for live fuckery and uh yeah should be fun should be a good time
0: all right thank you to mikey more mile cbs sports thank you guys for voting for us for liking subscribing just for being weird and not being afraid to show us that. But just don't show us too much because then we'll excommunicate you out of fear like, you know, that we'll see your your John Hall soon. But um, I, I don't want to see that. So all stick pics, please go to Mikey at Morning combat at gmail.com. That's Luke Thomas. This is Brian Campbell. Thank you for tuning in to the best show they ever made. We're going to keep making it for you because that's what we do. Take care of yourself. We are out of here.